Hey, Rally fans, welcome to The Dirt on the Rally Beast podcast, where we dive into the latest news in the world of rally, rally cross, and off-road racing. Today, we have a jam-packed show where we're talking about the weather and winners in a cropless rally Greece, diving into the rumors about Subaru returning to the WRC, and exploring M Sports' ambitions and plans for Rally Chile. Plus, the latest updates from the World Rally Cross Championship. And to wrap it up, answering our fan question of the week, which is why aren't there more manufacturers in the World Rally Championship? So, let's dive in. First on the docket is Acropolis Rally Greece. The headlines were dominated by the weather this weekend. It was atrocious. It was so bad, in fact, that they canceled the shakedown and many of the road conditions were some of the worst that we've seen in years. Another stage was canceled, but it wasn't because of the weather. It was because of dumb spectators standing in stupid places. So when you go to a rally, do your best to stay safe, have fun, but make sure you're not standing in a place where you could get hurt. But moving on to the competition, Toyota's Cali Rovenpera secured his third win of the 2023 season and the 11th of his career, and he extended his championship lead over teammate Alvin Evans. He took the lead on Saturday after Seb Ogier and Thierry Neuville both encountered problems. Thierry hit a hole on stage 10, breaking the suspension, steering, and a wheel on his Hyundai. The second place fight was a tight battle between Hyundai's Danny Sordo and Toyota's Elvin Evans, with Evans coming out on top, helping extend Toyota's lead in the Manufacturers' Championship. And in Rally 2, Andreas Mikkelsen also claimed his 11th career win. He had a fantastic drive moving up from 12th to 1st over the weekend. Mickelson seems to really thrive in the Rally 2 cars with less power and less aero. We saw the same thing back in the days before they added a lot of aerodynamics to the cars. So you look back when he was driving for VW and he did very, very well, which the Rally 2 cars are very similar to those cars compared to the Rally 1 cars. So it's good to see him doing well and moving up and showing that he really is a world-class driver. Now let's move on to the rumors about Subaru getting back into the WRC. This type of rumor seems to pop up every few years with very little actually coming from it. So I hope this time it's a little bit different. And I think it might be because the FIA president Mohammed bin Salayam and Toyota president Akio Toyota both hinted that Subaru could be returning to the WRC. Subaru last participated in the championship back in 2008, prior to some new regulations coming into effect. What they said is that they had achieved their sporting and marketing goals. But I think that the biggest issue that they ran into was that they didn't have the right engine size and the size of their cars was much bigger than the rest. At the time, Subaru didn't make an engine small enough to meet the new regulations that required a 1.6 liter, and they still don't make anything that small. So developing a new engine for motorsports can be so costly. But Mr. Toyota has offered up engine technology to help support Subaru's entry due to Toyota's ownership stake in the company. The other issue is that the cars that Subaru makes are substantially bigger than any of the WRC cars these days. But with the current regulations, that issue can be worked around since the cars are essentially a space frame with body panels bolted on to resemble the actual road car. This gives manufacturers the option to shrink their cars down to be a competitive size. So technically, if someone like Ford, let's say, wanted to use their F-150, 
they could do that. It would just be a tiny little truck. Luckily for Subaru, they have remained active in rallying through Subaru Motorsports USA, which is run by Vermont Sports Car. So they have the know-how and experience to go out and be competitive pretty quickly. Now the next big headline is that M Sport has announced that they will be running four Pumas for the first time this year at Rally Chile, which is taking place later this month. For the last few years, they've mostly been running a couple of cars at each of the rallies because of budget constraints. But at Rally Chile, Gregory Munster and Alberto Heller will both make their Rally 1 debuts. It's really great to see younger talent from different parts of the world jumping into the top class. We've gotten so used to the same people competing over and over and over again for the last 10 years or so, so it's a nice change. I think we need a little bit of new blood in and out of the WRC right now. Munster will be taking over the Puma that's owned by privateer Jordan Certoridis, which we've seen a handful of times this season. And Heller, who was last year's Chilean national champion and has been no stranger to the WRC in past years, will drive the Puma for the first time on home soil, which I'm sure is very exciting for him and I'm happy to see it because he's proven himself to be a very good driver in Rally 2 in the past. And to wrap up the news, we're going to talk about the World Rallycross and how they're finishing off the season for their top level class. The top class was put on hold during the investigation into the fire at Lydon Hill that destroyed both the Special One Racing's RX-1E cars. Most people, teams, and drivers all thought that the season was over because there didn't seem to be a contingency plan. But the promoter has announced that the final four rounds will run as scheduled in Cape Town, South Africa and Hong Kong, China. However, instead of their normal RX-1E cars, drivers will be competing in the same cars used for the RX-2E class. So far, eight drivers have been confirmed for the event in Cape Town. So I guess we'll see. The fire came as another setback for the series that has already been struggling thanks to the growing popularity of Nitro Cross. Now to wrap up this episode, we're going to answer the fan question of the week, which is why aren't there more manufacturers in the World Rally Championship? Which is both a difficult question to answer, but also a pretty easy one if you can understand the business model of a manufacturer. The first thing is high development costs. Creating a competitive rally car and team is an expensive endeavor, and it's even more difficult when you're starting from scratch. When you think about everything that actually goes into it, it's more than just building a car. You have to hire people, set up the manufacturing, set up the shop, buy all the equipment to maintain it all. There's a lot that goes into it, and you can see that it could add up pretty quickly. The next thing is regulations. Manufacturers have to meet specific technical and safety standards to get into the sport. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, Subaru got out of the WRC before a change in regulation. They didn't have an engine small enough, and their cars were getting bigger while their competitors were getting smaller. When you run into a roadblock like that, it's basically a non-starter because it's not like you're going to go and develop an all-new road car and engine just to compete in motorsports. The third thing is competition. The highly competitive nature of the WRC can deter new entrants because the manufacturers that are already in it have been in it for a while. They've had a lot of time to do a lot of testing and gain a lot more experience to figure out what works and what doesn't work down to every single little detail. So not only would you be trying to build something all new, you'd be playing a lot of catch up. Green and Toyota was able to do that back in 2016 and they've been able to go on and win 
multiple manufacturer's titles. So it's, it's possible to get around that part of it, but it just makes it difficult. And the final piece is marketing. They need to see value not only in the series, but also in motorsports as a whole. Because when it comes down to it, motorsports comes out of the marketing budget for the manufacturers. When you look at the cost of any world championship motorsport, it's a huge cost that could be spent in other ways. There's some R&D that comes from it too, but it's ultimately for marketing. You're trying to reach new people to buy your cars. When you look at manufacturers like Ferrari or Porsche, their racing sells their cars, and that's what they use it for because they're selling a high-priced, high-performance car, and so people want to drive the car that they see on the track. But when you're competing in a series that uses small, economical cars, it needs to be attractive to the everyday person who would buy them. So right there, there's a big roadblock and a lot of manufacturers just don't see that marketing value. But with that said, I wish there were more manufacturers and the promising news of Subaru possibly getting back into the WRC is really exciting. I'd love to see a lot more competition at the top level for sure. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Dirt. Thanks for tuning in to the Rally Beast podcast, and remember to send in your questions for a chance to be featured on our fan question of the week. Rev those engines and stay dirty, my friends, because there's plenty more rallying on the horizon. Catch you in the next episode. <laughs>